We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I, of course, if you recognize my voice, am your host Matt Fralick. I don't have anyone alongside me this afternoon. Uh, Janelle, Eli were unable to attend; they have family obligations. I said, you know what? I'm going to ride this solo, hopefully get through uh, this painful, pun intended, injury episode as we get into the next week's game for the Green Bay Packers, week eight, as they take on the Minnesota Vikings. We get back to form. No 725 games, or excuse me, 715 Thursday games, no bye week, no Sunday 325 game. This is a OG Sunday night, Sunday afternoon football game, noon division rival Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, we know Minnesota coming off of that incredible win um, on Monday night versus the San Francisco 49ers. Notably, Kirk Cousins looked um, above adequate in primetime. Jordan Addison, potentially his welcome to the NFL game, while Justin Jefferson is still on IR. More to that to follow. But let's get into the injury report, guys, as we kind of wrap up this unfortunate week. Um, you know, coming off that injury or that injury riddled game from the Denver Broncos as we went into that game limping along and just truly, I think I talked about it last week with Eli, like I, I really, really was hoping that we wouldn't have to talk about a loss to Denver Broncos. And thus, here we are. A lot of things that have came out this week, notably one that definitely had me scratching my head um, Thursday afternoon. We see that Eric Stokes is put back on IR, doesn't play a, a single snap on defense this last week only special teams reps i believe zach jacobson had the first tweet out i saw and just kind of chuckled behind it because truly it's just it's just unbelievable i realized he was activated off pup there is that 21 day window that we became you know learned about he had to be active to the active roster by this the 24th which had been this past tuesday it was just a, a nasty nasty 
situation with injuries, and that's just one of the examples. But if we look into a little bit further, we know the main ones, I think, as we go into this week, um, you know, it's it's a little bit denser this week. I think there's more guys, but I'm a little bit more optimistic. Um, on the optimism side, Devontae Wyatt, limited in practice all week, but was a full participant on Friday with that knee. We know he's battling some injuries recently. Definitely got tweaked up um, in that Denver game. Christian Watson, kind of a scary scene when we saw him limp off the field um, versus Denver. However, full participant all week with the knee, as we know, he struggled with that hamstring, wondering if that is a carryover or an adjacent injury for him, but definitely optimistic. But again, based off of how he looked on Sunday's game when that happened, not overly thrilled how he could potentially have one cut, one injury that could take him out again. Preston Smith, He's been relatively sound for the Packers production-wise. I think he's been one of the better players for the Packers. Um, had an illness. Looks like he's progressed throughout the entire week. Not listed on Wednesday. Probably didn't participate. If he did, it was off to the side, is my guess. DNP on Thursday and a full participant Friday. So super optimistic there. Uh, another one, uh, as we kind of just run through this list here. He was a full participant on Friday. Geared up from Wednesday's DNP limited on Thursday, but Josh Myers was in the news because his coach, Adam Stenovich, had the soundbiteable uh, press conference quote thing. He's playing some of his best ball right now. We know the bar is pretty low, Josh Myers and Adam Stenovich, but maybe the bar has dropped a little bit lower. We'll see how he does as he's questionable going into Sunday's game and we did see him again kind of have looked like he was able to get up under his own power in the middle of that second half but ultimately it seemed like he was bad on some injuries so see how he can continue adapt um just running through this list again Luke Musgrave ankle DNP all week limited on Friday that would be one of the ones as we're getting through this list I believe it's of 12 people 11 people I'd be a little bit more concerned about I don't really necessarily remember Musgrave getting tweaked up but Definitely an ankle injury with him. Probably going to be a little bit more cautious here. Younger players have been somewhat productive. They do have Watson coming back. Dobbs has been off their injury report. So should be in better health there. I think Musgrave would be the one, um, as we always like to do, 90 minutes before the game, 10.30 my time, Central Standard. Wherever you are, set your clocks, adjust them accordingly. But that would be one, as I'm looking for those notifications that come through from Twitter, Packers.com, et cetera, uh, to see if Musgrave is going to be active for the game. In that same vein, the other one that I'm – not sure where to stand on. We know the last couple of weeks with that ankle, Devondre Campbell, the veteran interior backer, limited all week, no veteran rest day with that ankle. He's questionable. That's two that I would consider 90 minutes beforehand are really, really important to look at. Um, Aaron Jones, hamstring. We're going to see that one on the schedule in the calendar all week. It is without a doubt because he just truthfully with the hamstring. We've talked about this time and time again. It's one of those that you constantly have to monitor and it sucks. He was sparingly used last week. I would imagine his touches will go up from then. But again, similar to the the bar for Josh Myers being low, the amount of touches Aaron Jones got last week should improve. But truly, when you're talking about single digits, it's it's not that much more. So we'll see how he can get involved. Uh, another one that's kind of a big player and will continue to be an issue all week uh, is Jair. As we go forward, is Jair Alexander with the back? We know that back injury kind of came out of nowhere. Um, And I want to say the injury report of the practice week last week is very, very parallel to what Jair did this week. Limited on Wednesday, DNP Thursday, limited Friday. I remember Eli had brought that up as like, hey, you overly concerned that there's a setback? Somewhat concerned. We know Jair didn't play this last week. That was shitty. Uh, 
you know, the likes of Cortland Sutton being able to truly carve up, you know, an inexperienced Carrington Valentine who we're really, really excited about in preseason and the offseason, even seeing him with my own two eyes, own two eyes at training camp. Didn't look like he could stand his own against a relatively injury-prone Cortland Sutton. Not going to take the top off the defense after some of the injuries that he has had, but definitely throttled the young rookie. And you know, we'll see what happens going forward. Jair, I did see a tweet earlier this week, and I wish I could remember that person. If I'm not somehow quoting you on this, and you're hearing this episode, or you saw the person that did it, I'm probably going to go back and look after. But um, someone referring to basically the Zadarius Smith injury from two years ago, how kind of came out of nowhere. Ended up seeing like it was going to be a uh, should get him back on the field week six, week seven, and end up shutting him down for the whole year, which was really, really disappointing. I believe Matt LaFleur was quoted this week uh, in a close, I guess, a, a close simile to what the words he said. He said, you know, when asked about the injury of the back injury for Jair, he said, you know what? It's a back injury. It's just one of those things you never really know. Um, true, back injuries are concerning and frustrating to deal with and uh, you know one great thing that I also saw on Twitter this week is you've never really heard of someone whether it's a a regular schmegular Joe off the street or an athlete having a back injury that or you know an issue with their back that goes away it's kind of a persistent problem so you hope that doesn't limit Jair but that's another one so out of the three just to kind of recap as I'm getting through these with everyone Josh Myers um, one that I'm not overly concerned about but definitely Luke Musgrave Aaron Jones and Jair Alexander um, I would even say Devondre Campbell, like I'd mentioned, he's one there too. So I think that's important to continue to look at and the offensive line, navigating back there to the offensive line. Uh, Josh Nijman, knee limited participant all week. We'll see how he can fit into the starting lineup. Again, it's been kind of fluid with the offensive line and how they've gone since Bakhtiari has been out. See what he gets in there. And then of course, Elton Jenkins still with the knee limited all week. I'm still extremely optimistic. I danced around all of these up, down, through, wide, uh, outside of alphabetical order. But the last one, of course, is Zane Anderson, hamstring, full participant all week. See if he gets on the field for them and that we can finally say that he's a real person and not some AI-generated safety. So that's the list we're looking at. Now, it's important to note, like I mentioned, Eric Stokes did go out this week with that... uh, I guess we call it the Liz Frank still, the knee. I'm not really sure what they're saying his injury is. I haven't really seen much but ultimately he's not back on the field goes back to ir whatever the case um it's really shitty it's it's truly truly disappointing that Jaya, or excuse me eric stokes goes back there because you just you see what the team looked like without jair you see what it looked like with eric stokes only playing special teams it's just it's really unfortunate and I, honestly i'm i'm concerned as they progress uh looking quickly here rob Demosky did report um on Wednesday that it was a hamstring so adjacent to that knee injury he was dealing with hamstring injury not with the foot so take that for what you will I'm not really necessarily sure if that's optimism and then the one that definitely snuck out of nowhere which reminded me when I mentioned Zane Anderson you know the absolute folk hero that currently is that safety uh Darnell Savage that one really really stings because going into this year everyone was like you know what safety play needs to be much better hopefully as Darnell Savage limps into the number one spot as that safety, he can hold it down and he truly has. It's just honestly like it sucks because now at this point it's going to be Jonathan Owens back there, maybe Levitt, 
Rudy Ford gets into the play. Like it's probably Owens and Ford going forward. It, I'm not thrilled by that safety group. I don't think anyone in the league should be. And truly, it, you look at it, and if you want to attack the Packers, there's no better way than try to carve them up with the secondary now, with missing some of these pieces, and even those pieces play back injury. Jair, you know, Alexander is a an example in a really, really tough spot for that secondary to try to lock some guys down. They begin up the run play, and now they have to worry about the pass play where they're, that's supposed to be their strength of the entire team, let alone that defense. So, This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? In college, I personally dealt with an addiction that was tough to get over, and while my mind kept telling me to do the right things, and I wanted to do the right things, it was always hard trying to make the right choices in real time. What I eventually found out was that therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back and how to work for yourself instead of against yourself. Therapy has helped me with my past struggles and helped make me a better person today for my friends and my family. Therapy has helped me learn my trigger points, my destructive habits, and what positive steps to take to ensure that those negative behaviors turn into positive ones. If you're even thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be catered to your schedule, and flexible to your individual needs. The best part is that BetterHelp is so easy to sign up for. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your best friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Packaday. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Pivoting the other side of the ball, uh, you know, for the Minnesota Vikings traveling to town. Fortunate for them, they're in a pretty damn good spot relative to how things have gone for other teams across the league, specifically the Packers. As we know, of course, I said in the beginning of the episode, Justin Jefferson still out probably for a couple more weeks. I would expect to get him maybe back before Thanksgiving. If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, a fantasy fan, um, he will be out. That's one benefit for the Packers. However, uh, based off of Court and Sutton production last week, how Jordan Addison looked run after the catch deep ball. That is definitely a guy that I'm circling to kind of slow down. If you're the Joe Barry um, defense, that is someone that I think they definitely need to, try to mitigate because I think he's a little bit more explosive than Cortland Sutton, bigger, you know, smaller body, but definitely someone that can contribute. I'm wondering how they will adjust having a rookie on Sutton and how they'll consider matching up someone with the rookie Addison who looked damn good in his first primetime game on Monday night versus that Niners defense. But 
more into the nitty-gritty of the actual injury report. It is short, uh, five players, but I would say, I don't want to say volatile, but it's definitely a you know point of concern for the Minnesota Vikings. We will start on the offensive side of the ball. Notably, if you saw TJ Hawkinson on the game on Monday, definitely was dealing with some injuries. Conversation of Kevin O'Connell was telling him to sit down as some gamesmanship. Uh, truthfully, it looked like it was an injury. TJ Hawkinson being the absolute stud competitor he was, trying to get off the field. O'Connell saying, hey, sit down. There's no rush. Uh, he's battling a foot. Foot injuries, I mean, I feel like we go through this every week. Foot injuries, not a good injury to have. He was ramping up at the end of the week. DNP, limited practice, full participant, no injury designation. Another player the Packers definitely need to consider watching uh, and trying to scheme against because when he was on the Lions and when he's been on a short spell with the Vikings, definitely has been able to contribute and definitely hurt the, the Green Bay Packers in no matter what sort of caliber secondary they had or defense. Ezra Cleveland, uh, guard, as we know for them, um, I want he, he was definitely inactive last week, and they notably again for that offensive line usually porous. And then you would think taking on the Niners' defense would even be more of a struggle. However, however, even without Ezra Cleveland, they gave up no sacks. Kirk Cousins had one of his better games in primetime of his entire life. It was truly impressive. Um, you know, you mix in a guy like Dalton Reisner, which is a good back end guy to have. And I, I am, I was impressed. I really was impressed by the Vikings without down a man, and usually how that you know, Minnesota Vikings offensive line can fare. So if he can go, I think that helps, but he is questionable also with a foot injury, limited all week. I would guess based off that, he does go knowing he's a gritty offensive lineman, limited all week, missed the game before, probably wants to get back there and help his squad. Um, Two more guys on the offensive side of the ball, far less notable. Um, Kenny Nwau, very, very quick running back for them. I want to say he's their second or third third running back right now. Normally a punt returner, kick returner. Um illness not listed all week dnp on friday he's questionable not sure how a big of a concern that is i know he probably does get some special teams reps for them but i wouldn't overly be nervous if he's out there for the packers he's going to be sparing you know sparingly five or six plays on special teams maybe he gets involved on offense highly unlikely with madison and then the the rookie chandler out there uh jalen naylor who i almost pronounced jalen rager earlier used to be on the vikings we know actually just signed to the, the Patriots, I believe, but receiver for them, hamstring. Um, he actually got designated to IR. So, or excuse me, designated to return from IR with that hamstring. Limited all week, questionable. Maybe he gets some reps. Probably an opportunity for him to get some touches just based off of Justin Jefferson going down. The receiving core for the Vikings, um, very limited past, and that's a nice way to say it, very limited past once you get past um, Addison and, of course, Justin Jefferson. Look for K.J. Osborne to kind of step up as that one of the veterans in that group as he's been a little bit more continuity with uh, Kirk Cousins over the years there as he's been there since 2020 with him um, in that Minnesota offense. Finally, for the rest of the injury report, uh, out for the week is inside backer Brian Asamu the second. Uh, ankle DNP all week. He's officially ruled out. And you kind of just look at the depth chart then for them. You know, I was very skeptical going into this year about the defense and how it would look for the Minnesota Vikings. Truly for the first couple weeks of the season, it looks, it's looked pretty, pretty solid. Jordan Hicks has been playing pretty damn well. I know Dean Lowry, former Packers been getting some reps. Daniel Hunt, Daniel Hunter looks like he's back to form. Um, Harrison Smith, 
shockingly still has a ton of uh, juice to left in the tank. I think even those corners right between um, Evans and Bynum and Murphy, they've actually held it down pretty well. So uh, that's kind of what it rounds out to be for the injuries on the on the Viking side of the ball. And then Asamo, like I mentioned, um, he's a backup linebacker, not too concerned about them. And you look at the rest of the the injury report, and I know as we're getting into the season, IR starts to stack up and earlier in the year. The only one that I would mention that was notable for them that I'm seeing from mine as far as a player would be Marcus Davenport. If you remember Marcus Davenport, New Orleans Saints, I believe it was in the same conversation. Is it the Kevin King draft of Marcus Davenport should have been selected? Maybe I'm thinking of a different one, but Marcus Davenport, I remember at one point was a NFL, or excuse me, a Packers draft Twitter darling many, many years ago. Definitely not the Kevin King one. Might have been the Jair season uh, draft, but I digress. So that's what things are looking like from the injury standpoint. Again, these episodes are generally pretty difficult to do when there's so many injuries for the Packers. I, I don't truly have a positive spin for many of these i think if i have to get one for the packers and i try to leave this on a a positive note for you all that devondre campbell getting back involved would be great should help with the run defense a bit um alexander madison hasn't really had that great of a start to the season as we know they were been throwing the ball quite a bit when you're getting jefferson addison vol osborne hawkinson that's been fine you know kirk cousins been slinging the rock over two thousand yards through the air 16 touchdowns already almost 70 percent completion percentage which is pretty damn good not sure what we're going to get out of the vikings this week reason being big primetime win against the niners on a monday night short week they got to travel then to lambo lambo or excuse me the packers never should have lost that game in my opinion to the broncos it never should have got to that point had so many days to prep and we've gone over that at nauseum on packers twitter and etc and i just don't know if you can lose this game, you know, within the division, it just it looks bad. It puts you then at a one and two stance. Of course, you know, losing to the Lions, but obviously beating Bears week one. I think if you can somehow, somehow salvage a win here, get back to two and one, um, or excuse me, yeah, get back to two and one within the division, that would be ideal. Pull the three and four. Let's see how we can continue to to ride. You know, you got the Rams coming up, Pittsburgh. It's only going to get tougher. There was a lot of conversation this week about, you know, going two and four in that softer part of the the schedule. Really not up, you know, really not great when you're coming to the next six weeks, which are pretty difficult teams. Some road games, some home games that are going to be, you know, extremely difficult and teams looking when you're looking ahead like hey maybe Pittsburgh won't be as you know won't improve maybe the Chargers will take a step back and you know the Giants have definitely not been as great as they were last year but it's truly a tough point maybe they can get a little bit healthier as the Packers continue to grow but honestly between Alexander Madison Aaron Jones, Musgrave, who's coming into form, Devondre Campbell, Elton Jenkins. I mean, every week it seems like we're talking about a new person that comes up on the injury report. Most of these this week haven't been a surprise. We've kind of been monitoring them. There is some progression, but again, Watson's a play away from getting out of the game. If Jair comes in, that back injury, what does that look like? Relying, relying a lot more on Razul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Carrington Valentine to have to play some of those reps. And then that that back end is really in really in some flux. You have Rudy Ford, you have Down Levitt, but more than likely Rudy Ford, and it, it, I I guess Jonathan Owens. And that's it's 
tough to really think that those guys would be your safeties. But nonetheless, that's where it kind of stands. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Again, this is your first time listening to me on a single episode. Did my best Andy Herman impersonation as he does 365 of these on the YouTube side of Pack-A-Day Podcast. If you haven't already, go check checked our episodes out there. Please do so. Rate, like, review, subscribe. Any of your support over there helps immensely for us to continue to grow and Andy's continue to crush. Um, if this is your first time listening to me, and you thought I did a decent job on my own, bad, good, indifferent, happy to hear your feedback. But again, doing an injury report, pretty simple to go through and run through, not too much pontificating and analysis to get into, more of less just what, what we're looking at. But again, as I always like to do, guys, 90 minutes before the game, set your alarms, check Twitter, whatever you're doing in the morning. Hey, here's where I'm at. We know which guys are going to be in there. Look for uh, injury designations for statuses of the game for Alexander Campbell, Jones, Musgrave, and we'll say Watson. Um, that's about it. I, I think after that, I'm not overly concerned. Maybe Myers, if you want to put him in there, but at the end of the day, uh, injuries aside, interdivisional game, a nasty, nasty game like the Minnesota Vikings coming into the Green Bay Packers. Great rivalry. The weather in Green Bay, for those of you that close to Lambeau Field, as I am, has been pretty crappy the last few weeks. I haven't seen the sun much. If we're looking at the you know, the weather coming up, it's going to get a little bit colder. There's about 55, 60 degrees. We've got frost advisors coming, noon game. We're getting into that true, true Wisconsin, you know, former NFC Central, if you will, uh, matchups of those rivalries. And I hope the Packers can pull it out. It should be fun if you guys are traveling from out of state. Tweet at me at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. If you have any questions, if you're coming from out of state, Packers fan, Vikings fan, indifferent, let me know if there's some recommendations you have. I have some decent connections and people that have lived here for a while. So uh, whether it's through Discover Green Bay, friends of mine that own restaurants, bars, etc., let me know if I can push you in the right direction of places to be. For myself, actually, today, as you guys are listening to this, on Saturday, more than likely, I am headed down to Camp Randall. For those of you that Vikings fans, or excuse me, those of you that are Badgers fans, they take on the Buckeyes. That should be a tough one. I'm hoping my Wisconsin football teams can at least go one and one through this weekend, and the one being the Packers, because I don't know if the Badgers with a freshman quarterback can take down the Ohio State Buckeyes in Camp Randall. But again, just going great experience, should be fun. Um, but as always, like I said, my name is Matt Freilich. If you guys enjoy this episode, leave your comments below. And as always, go Pack Go. Thank you.